millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Welcome to Wood Talk. Now here are three guys who like to take big pieces of wood and make them smaller. Mark, Shannon, and Matt. Right, it's show number 460 for February 8th, 2020. On today's show, we're talking about our 2020 goals, what we've been up to, and the fact that we are back, baby, in a big way. We are back. Like, for realsies, back. <laughs> what was that, Shannon? Yeah, was look, just, he's excited. I was as excited as I get for late <laughs> on a school night. <laughs> it is a school night. I won't keep you guys up too late. I'm just kidding. Yes, I will. Uh, So look, we are back. And I I mean that for real. We are bringing the show back on a regular basis, three times a month. And the thing is, we just can't even quit properly. We can't do anything right. Or come back fully. Or come back completely. Like (laughs) we did a quarterly show. (laughs) And now we're only back three days a a month. It's yeah. So it's it's going to be good, though. We are. We're a total mess. Another so, 10 gonna, years and we'll have Daily Wood Talk. <laughs> That's right. We'll get there yeah, eventually. I don't know about we'll, that. We'll do Daily Wood Talk for about a week. Yeah. And then we'll then we'll quit again. <laughs> that sounds good. Um, but seriously, we are back. We are back on a uh, three times a month schedule. And I'm going to give you a little bit of history about why this is happening. Because it's almost, I, I haven't looked at the dates, but we're almost at like a year from the point when we officially quit. Yeah. But, it was yeah. around this time last year, right? In 2019. So um, Matt visited my house a couple weeks ago, early January. And, uh, he, he, you know, he talks frequently. And he started talking about wood talk. And, I, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, if I remember the story differently than you, Matt. Um, but we were, I think it was around breakfast time. You were sitting at the, the countertop and you, you were like, something, something wood talk. And I was like, I don't know, maybe. And next thing you know, um, my brain is going and I'm like, okay, here's the deal. We got to get a sponsor. We got to decide how we're going to record the shows. And I just kind of took it and ran with it. But it really is Matt's fault. It was Matt that put the seed of the idea in my brain. Yeah. Matt just brings up Wood Talk and then Mark decides to bring it back. (laughs) Hey, Mark, remember that show we used to do? Did you say something like what? We should do that again. Like, what would it take to bring the show back? You didn't say anything like that? No, you said that. That was was the direction you went in your mind. And vocally. What is wrong with me? Uh, all right. So that happened. So and Matt, just that was, happened. Matt was just reminiscing. And Mark was like, hey, put a price tag on it. <laughs> There's always a price. Everybody's got a price. Yeah, well, that's, that's that, about right. That's kind of the path I went down. And I'm like, all right, well, here's the thing. It's a year later. Things are actually very different for me right now. I've had a year 
of having an employee. For the first time in my life, I have video footage that is kind of banked and we're waiting on the editing process and everything to come out. I've never been this far ahead in terms of content. So things are looking really good. And the way I view my schedule, the amount of time that I have, it's really freed up a lot of time for me. Um, also on top of that, we decided that if we were going to do this, we need a little bit of support. We need some help. And that support came in the form of Rockler. So we, yeah, that was one of the things we did. We kind of brainstormed. All right. Who, who do we call? Who, who do we call? And I said, like, all right, <laughs> I know I'm going to call my good friends over at Rockler. And, uh, they were actually our first choice. And thankfully they said, yes, they did. They actually took us seriously. And Rockler is the new sponsor, the primary, not even primary, the sole sponsor of the show. And we're super happy uh, to be working with them. And you could thank them for <laughs> allowing this to happen. Because honestly, if we didn't have the financial support, which is what's allowing us to tell our wives we're recording at six o'clock, actually, it's almost seven o'clock in the evening on a weeknight, you know, where right, you're at true. quarter to nine, you mean and you guys are much, much later <laughs> quarter <than> to eight, <laughs> yeah. but it's a little easier to say, Hey hun, I'm going to go record a podcast when you're actually making a few bucks from it. So, uh, we want to thank Rockler for jumping in and partnering with us on this. It's going to be a awesome year. And that is what we are promising three shows a month, 36 shows. That's going to get us into January of 2021 after that point, no promises. I don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> and that's it. That's all you're getting. You're just and doing it here and then we're out again. But <laughs> I don't right. know. We'll see. We'll, we'll, cut, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. I don't think we have to worry about it for a long time, though. Uh, approximately um, a year is how long we have to worry about it. Approximately. That is correct. So that's, uh, that's really the story. Um, we're, what we're really excited about it. We've got a renewed energy here. We've got some new ideas for the show, some new things in, uh, with a partnership with Rockler that we're going to be able to do that are pretty exciting. And I'm just looking forward to uh, another year of talking to you, turds. Oh, thanks. That's, that's so sweet. <laughs> uh, when I put it that way, how can you refuse? I mean, Why am I here? I, I watch Mark's social media and I wonder how did he ever get Nicole? And then I realize it's because of his ability to sweet talk. That, that's it. That's uh, yeah. true. I know. There's honey in my voice, fellas. That's just the way it works. Honey I mean, not literally, because I have I have tea with honey. Um, so look, I, I am super stoked to be able to say for the first time that this show is brought to you by Rockler. Rockler is currently celebrating their 65th anniversary and they have a Founders Day sale going on. You should head over to rockler.com and check out what they have on uh, sale right now. And if you'd like to help support the show, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash woodtalk and signing up to become a patron of the show. Yeah, we always appreciate that. And we will, uh, when we get new patrons, we'll announce them on the show. Give you guys a little bit of love because, of course, we appreciate support in any form. And just listening. That's a form of support. Just listening to the show or telling a friend about it. All right. So I'm supporting you, know, you right the, now. Uh, I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> I just felt I like I needed kidding. to say I something really, there. I was really appreciate it. You guys want to know something funny. Um, we used to, because of the way the Patreon thing was set up, Matt and <laughs> Shannon used <laughs> to have to sign up as patrons at the lowest level to get access to the questions that we uh, get from people. <laughs> Is the stupidest thing. Thankfully, what we're doing now. I'm still sponsoring the show for a dollar. You should have stopped. What are you doing, man? I don't know. I just I wanted to I'll, support the show. Well, sweet. I'm going to go buy a uh, piece of candy, a very small piece of candy for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's get to what's on the bench. Um, I have been steaming things. I've been steam bending. Uh, decided I was going to make a little kid's pole sled. And the, of course, the, the, what do you call them? Like the runners, the, the skis, the things that make the sled go. 
those needed to be bent. So I'm like, all right, well, I know how to do bent lamination and I'd like to try some new things. Maybe I think, and right. I know, but still I decided to try steam bending for the first time. And, uh, I went through this whole process. I've got a video coming out and it was, it was super interesting, super fun. Um, also very frustrating at times as I'm trying to like learn this process that other people have clearly figured out already, (laughs) but I'm like, I'm going to reinvent the wheel and and figure out why this doesn't work. I just made my life a whole lot harder than it needed to be. Um, but in the end I did get uh, a couple of little skis, little runners successfully bent to the shape that I wanted. Um, the, the, the real question is how much am I going to do this in the future? You know, in terms of predictability and, and how the process works, do I like it better than um, bent lamination? I'm going to say no, because it's way more restrictive in terms of like what the material has to be. I need air dried. I can't use kiln dried. Better use oak ash or, you know, one of, one of these five woods, whereas bent, <laughs> bent lamination is like, I'm sawing you into submission. I don't care what species you are. You're, you're bending whether you like it or not. I was going to say, and won't, so, yeah. won't like David Marks like put you on some list or something if you stop bent laminating? He takes away your apprentice card or something like that. Yeah, I get a little spanking uh, for that. Ooh. But oh. Easy, easy. It's not like that. <laughs> not like that anymore. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I still, I do have a love for the, for the bent lamb. I mean, this is also an outdoor piece. So I was, that was one of the reasons why I thought, well, I don't know. Steaming just seems like the right thing to do here. Um, I don't want a bunch of laminations delaminating over time outside. So it, it seemed to make sense. Um, I also want to mention a funny thing. Like five years ago, I bought a steam bending kit from Rockler. You know, Rockler, our sponsor. Um, and I had that thing for so long. I finally opened it and I looked at the, the, I had something on there that let me know how old this thing was, but it's definitely from Arizona. Um, and I've had it for about five or six years and finally opened it up and used it for this project. So at some point I must've thought I was going to get into this. Uh, but yeah, so five, six years, I finally fire this thing up. I do one test bend and then I go to use it a second time and it's got the, a giant crack through like through the lid and through the base. I don't know what happened. I must have dropped something on it, but there I am taking a trip over to my local Rockler. Thankfully the thing was on sale and picked up a second one. And I'm like, you, you, I carried this thing around across how many States in this box for like five years only to have it break on my second use. But it was my stupidity. I don't know what I did. I'm telling you it's the David Marks mafia. Somebody came in yeah, and that's what said, it is. no, it's like, nope. Yeah, he sent somebody here. He thought it was Jay. Jay was just like, the steam bending stuff is stupid. Well, Mark turns his back. He just, whoops. Yeah, that's probably what happens. So I got to tell you, though, I was was very excited to get a decent result. And um, I did learn a lot about it just in terms of, I mean, I even chatted with you guys about this, like kiln dried, air dried. um, Should you soak? Should you not soak? And the results I got from it, a lot of it told me that a lot of the information I'm getting from people is wrong or at least surprise. Yeah. At least not totally right. So yeah, it was definitely a good learning experience for me. So I'm super, super stoked. I might try it again on something else in the future, but um, yeah, I find it to be a little bit frustrating, especially because it's like, even if you do everything right by the book, you still may end up with a really bad break. Bed lamination probably, you know, if you, if you're fairly experienced and you go thin enough with the veneers, you're not really going to have a problem like that. So. Yeah. yeah I think with, well, with bent lamination, that's like the only thing you can really screw up, right. Is like, do you make them too thick? Yeah. And then, but oh. that's like it. 
the, the right? biggest step, at least from what I saw that you were doing, Mark, comes down. The biggest mm-hmm. thing that you weren't doing was the stock prep. I mean, bent or steam bending relies upon perfectly straight grain stock that really has been riven and then shaped so that there's no grain out, grain run out whatsoever. Sure. Right. You know, so if you're buying boards, you're already like losing. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're already like, you know, flag you're on the floor. Cards. cards are stacked against you. Yeah. That's what the expression I was looking for. I kept mixing metaphors. Yeah. So, you know, and, and I've done it before. I've actually taken a kiln dried board and used a fro to split it to at least get one riven face and then kind sure. of tried yeah. to shape it parallel from there. But even then it doesn't quite work out. But, you know, you were doing a relatively minor bend. You know, if you were trying to do, my experience with this is with Windsor chairs. If you're trying to do a full, yeah. like, sack back Windsor, there's just, there's just no way. You, you've got to have properly prepared stock. And that, that's really starting with a log, not with a board. Or starting with a board yeah, and, and, and wasting a hell of a lot because you're, you're splitting away, <laughs> you know, 90% of the board to get this little spindle or something. Sure. And one of the interesting things that I found, um, the compression strap, huge. I mean, and a lot of people told me that too. That's a huge factor. Um, It just isn't going to behave well if you don't do that, especially if you don't have perfectly riven material. Um, And the other thing was when I tried all the kiln dried boards, no matter what I did, soaked, not soaked, soaked with fabric softener, um, no matter what I did, even if I could get the bend without a break, um, I think the soaking process is just really bad. Like when, after I put it under pressure with the compression strap, I did the bend after it dries all along the surface, not just at the bend, but even on the straightaway, I get the surface checking in the back of the workpiece. And it's like, once it loses that moisture after it's been put under pressure from the compression strap, that kiln dried stuff is just not happy. So I couldn't get any successful bends that I would use in a project from the kiln dried stuff. Well, look at it this way. Have you ever tried to rehydrate a piece of toast? Doesn't go well. Why would you do that? Because, yeah, exactly. And when you're talking about (laughs) wood, that's been... That's how they do it in Maryland. I'm thinking like... In what in what scenario would this be something you would do? I'll have the, uh, I'll have the eggs and the rehydrated toast, please. Oh, of course. <laughs> That's a break Point item. being, when you kiln dry a board, you're, you're artificially or or what you're drying the fibers out to an extreme. Just like oh, yeah. you take you know nice moist gummy white bread and put it in a toaster. You, you bake the, the, the fibers to the point where you, you really can't inject moisture back into it without it falling apart. So if you yeah. take toasted white bread and soak it, you get mush. If you take a toasted board, AKA kiln dried board and soak it, you get all kinds of bad stuff happening. Um, yeah. But well, you know, and the compression you, was the worst the, part. The, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no just going to say the worst part about this is you will get guys like Michael Fortune who are like, you can steam bend kiln dried stuff. I do it all the time. You know, you can steam bend 12 quarter stock. I do it all the time. So it's like, there's always something to work. I have commercial clients that don't even steam stuff. They just use hydraulic force and bend like seat blanks, eight quarter seat blanks, you know, steady, sure. slow yeah. pressure with total support, like the the steel strap under, you know, 9,000 PSI. Yeah. And it works. No big deal. But you know, so there's always a way to make it work. It's just, can you pull it off in the average hobby shop? Yeah, for sure. 
Well, it was enlightening to say the least. So I'm super uh, excited about the process and, and we'll dig in a little bit deeper in a future project. Um, Matt, what What's you got up? going on? Oh, I have been building a garden bench, which is uh, very timely because it's the middle of winter. <laughs> like, <laughs> like everyone wants to be outside right now. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, hopefully nice. I get done before it snow melts, which I'm sure it will because it's Minnesota and I'm sure we'll have snow for at least a few more months. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm building it out of uh, thermally modified ash. So uh, I wonder what you would do with that toast analogy when you take a piece of wood that's been mm-hmm. thermally modified and try and bend that. That's more of that a, even worse. That's more of a creme brulee than toast. <laughs> yeah. So it's definitely going to crack. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, that's been so two kind of new things on this project for me. The, the materials, uh, thermally modified woods, or in my case, ash. I've never built an actual furniture project from before. Also, wood that I bought, which feels dirty and dirty to say. (laughs) (laughs) Spit those words out. And the uh, the other kind of new thing for me is all the joinery is all uh, router cut uh, mortises, which is a new thing for me. I've always been more of the mortiser fan. And I thought I'd switch it up a little this time and use a router. And it has... uh, no correlation to the fact that my mortiser is broken and I don't feel like fixing it. So, you know, <laughs> of course there's, there's that too. But uh, no, it's, it's been good. I, I've i just never been... Something about like cutting the mortises and making them round on the ends just seems like a lot of work. I think it's because, Mark, you kind of ruined it for me because you're like... Mm-hmm. And some video of yours I saw back in the day when you're like rounding over tenons, you're like, I get my rasp out and make sure it's all perfectly contoured to the exact radius of this mortise. That's not what I said. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't want to sit there <laughs> making these perfectly rounded tenons. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna just hack off the corners. All right, chisel, quick uh, chamfer, boom, boom, on all four corners. Knock off those corners. Fits in the mortise. Done. Yeah, that's what that. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, wasn't that bad at all? And the the, the routing part, I don't think that was all that much slower at all than the actual mortiser. I think the the time to actually like cut the mortises yeah. was comparable, and not not too bad. I don't know. Do you, will you have any, uh, like, what do you think about the mortise wall cleanliness compared to the, the mortiser? Uh, it definitely depends on how, like, stable your uh, work piece is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> so if it rocks a little bit, your your walls aren't nearly as uh, clean. But, I mean, just it's it's a generally cleaner wall than I'm yeah. used to as well. Um, so there's that. Okay. I don't know. It's just different. So I don't know if, you're, if you want to... It might embarrass somebody, but we won't name names. But you mentioned something about a YouTube comment that came in regarding this technique of making mortises. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. we got a, we had a little laugh about it at someone else's expense, but it was kind of funny. Well, the, the, the comment was, I don't remember the exact wording, but the, the gist of it was that they had no idea you could do this without a domino. Or like right. you couldn't make a mortise. You could make a mortise with a router. You don't need a domino to do oh, that. Oh wow! Yeah, I think he said something like, um, I, didn't, "I never thought of, I never thought of making domino mortises this way." Oh yeah, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, that's the world we live in now. Wow. That is uh, like the, the domino is first, and everything world. else is secondary. That's isn't that amazing? The festival people just old. smiled right now. They're just they're just <laughs> laughing all the way to the bank. We have rebranded <laughs> mortises. They're now called dominoes. <laughs> It is, right. though, because if I look at the comments that I'm getting on this build, it's all kind of related to that, where it's like, I didn't know you could do this. I didn't know. Why don't you use a domino for this? This would be <sighs> so much easier with a domino. I'm like, 
And a lot of people don't know that I have a Domino too. It's also the other thing I'm getting from yeah. the comments. Like, you should probably get a Domino sometime. Like, I've had one for uh, six years. <laughs> Man, so weird how that has shifted. You should do an experiment on your next project. Use a biscuit joiner and see if people ask you about the thin Domino joiner you're using. <laughs> Where do you get those really flat Dominoes? <laughs> That's really weird. I think it also confused people a lot because I, I'm rounding the tenons over. So even on the tenon shots, it looks like just that domino sticking out the end of a board. Yeah, yeah. It's, so, but it's actually an integral tenon. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> That's awesome, though. It's been oh, fun. Cool. That's a, it's a good project, though. I'm, I'm excited to watch it come to life. This is, by the way, a guild project that it Matt is. has. Yeah, yeah. So any, anyone who's interested, you can uh, find that at thewoodwhisperguild.com. Thank you for the plug, Mark. Yeah, well, you know, I make money from it too, so I want you to sell as many as you can. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Yeah. All right, Shannon, what about you, man? I've spent the last month uh, testing a bunch of tools. Um, I've got a a guy in the hand tool school community, uh, Ernie Stevenson. He's got a a site called grandpaslittlefarm.com. He actually was highlighted a while ago as somebody, he's like the go-to guy for restoring um, auger bits. And braces mm-hmm. and bits, and he does quite beautiful restores of like egg beater bit or egg beater drills to the point where they look like they're brand new out of the box. And he started doing a bunch of tool restorations for hand tool school members, and that led to some jack plane restorations, which led to just kind of the guy to go to to find old tools. Well, the two of us have been working on putting together like a starting toolkit because one of the biggest issues for the the hand tool folks is you know so many of these tools. Well, if you can buy them new, you know, your Lee Valley, Lee Nielsen and higher type pricing, and it can be really, mm-hmm. really difficult. You know, I know the power tool guys are like Crimea River. You know, it's, it's basically <laughs> expensive <laughs> hand tool or power tool to get into this, this little craft of ours. You know, sure, sure. it used to be, yeah, you complain about your $1,200 table saw and it's like, well, I could spend $1,200 on hand tools probably just as fast. So the, the idea was let's come up with something that, it is still, um, you, there's a lot of people who like restoring tools, but I actually find more, they're in the minority now. More and more people don't want to go through all of the rust removal and the tune-up. And when you're first getting started, you really want a tool that, like, you don't want to have to learn how it's supposed to work. You want to take it out of the box, do some sharpening, and that's how it's supposed to work. Not, it can be really hard when you have no idea how a hand plane feels and you're kind of mucking your way through it. So mm-hmm. we were trying to find like a middle ground and Ernie has successfully sourced uh, bevel up jack planes, uh, a full size handsaw, a bunch of chisels, braces and bits, all from kind of brands you may have never heard of, but middle of the road type brands that I, I think would be comparable to like the Wood River style. Um, oh, really? Uh, or or like maybe newly made stuff? Yeah. So they're brand new. Well, with the exception of the braces and bits, Ernie does those, but that's kind of his specialty. And he's got like (laughs) hundred thousand auger bits and he just restores them. (laughs) That's what he does. Um, but the, the saw is from Sheffield. It's a garlic and sun saw, um, nice steel. You know, you can see where some corners have been cut as far as the shaping of the handle. You know, it's not that perfectly fits like a glove, bad ax or vintage distant, but it's still a really good handle. The, um, the jack plane might as well be a Veritas. It's got the same kind of pitch to the tote 
and the movable mouth and all the little like innovative features that the Veritas has. Well, Lee Nielsen has it as too, but you can kind of look at it and go, all right, you know, the, the polish is not quite there that you would find from a Veritas. You know, there's like a few rough corners here and there, but, but really I took it out of the box, honed the blade on a strop. I didn't even bother to go to a stone. I was just curious. <laughs> and it was great. Like, you know, I mean, you, you could you could pick up, close my eyes and pick up a Veritas and pick up this plane. And I could probably tell the difference with my eyes closed just from the feel of it and kind of the balance of it, but really a good tool. And that was kind of the same across the board. We found some chisels that were that way. Um, we found a good um, carpenter square or combo square that was that way. And um, it was great. We were able to assemble a total toolkit. Um, and I, I'm hesitant to even quote a price because who knows it'll change when somebody's listening to this from a year from now. But I want to say it's like 400 bucks for like everything. Really? Like 400 bucks, yeah, you know, and you're good. Nice, really? Like you can yeah. spend $400 and have everything you need, uh, obviously minus lumber to like go buy, to go build like a workbench and build a toolbox. And, 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 and you're good. Like you're good to go. So it was, uh, you know, it was, it, I was obviously like, hey, this is a great idea, but I don't necessarily want to put my name on this until I've tested this stuff. So I, I spent some time um, making shavings and using the chisels and using the, the brace and bit and specifically the saw and the plane. Because that's when I tell people, look, if you're going to if you're going to buy a new tool, go buy a new jack plane, like buy a Veritas or a Lee Nielsen jack plane, because it's just it's a tool that you're going to use forever. You know, you're going to give this tool to your grandkids type thing and buy a good saw. But previously, to buy a good saw means buying a vintage one and sending it to somebody to sharpen it or sharpen it yourself or spending $500 on a badass saw. You know, I mean, that's, that's kind of it. You know, I mean, Lee Nielsen has some, but they're not full-size saws. So this is kind of exciting. And so we, we have just kind of premiered this within the hand tool school community and we're kind of beta testing the supply chain, if you will, um, before Ernie necessarily goes public. I mean, certainly anybody can call him. If anybody's listening to this and is curious, go to grandpa'slittlefarm.com and reach out to Ernie and he'll hook you up. But, um, right, typing it in right now. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but I, I like, he doesn't have it like on his website. There's not a product page for it at this point. And honestly, based upon how Ernie does his work, he probably never will. He's very much a send me an email kind of guy. Um, this is definitely not an e-commerce website, you know? Um, but still, I, I was really excited because it definitely fills a void I mean, I, I field questions all day long. I talk to a lot of people who are just really frustrated. They they don't they don't know where to get the tools, and they they're like, "Yeah, I know that I can go on eBay, but I don't want to do that. Like, I want a tool that I can just get to work with." So it's kind of exciting. Um, so that that's what I've mostly been doing. But as a project, I have just started on Andy Klein's fancy vice. I got the Ooh. big the Kickstarter one. Well, actually, I I I splurged because it's Andy and I bought two what? of them. I bought the big, the really, really wide one and like the medium sized one. Cause I'm going to put one on my bench up in Maine, but I'm going to install the main, the, the main house. The main house. Yeah. On the main yeah. bench. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I now, have, hold up a second. I'm, this actually surprises me a little bit. What? I, I don't know why. Why? It's, it's awesome. That, that, no, I'm no, I'm not saying that the vice isn't awesome. It's absolutely awesome. I'm just surprised that Shannon wants one. Really? It, it's so, 
it's it's such like a gadget geek techie kind of vice. Have you met Shannon? <laughs> I was gonna say what? Yeah, no. <laughs> of course, <laughs> I love. He's the guy fun. who uses hand tools all the time. Of course, I've met Shannon. You can't think it's odd that, that, that this is a bit of a dichotomy here. Um, yes, yes, but I use hand tools in my shop while I listen to music streamed over the internet on a Bluetooth speaker, usually watching Hulu on the HD TV in the corner. No, you're you're mixing your electronics that you do for entertainment and fun. I'm talking in the oh, woodworking man. world. You are a Neanderthal. Yeah, very true. Very true. And I just feel like this this is a this is a new age. Neanderthal's gotta hold work, you know. It's a new take <laughs> on true. a vice. It's a it's it's a new spin on it. I'm just saying it, it's a little surprising that that you went in that direction. I'm glad you did, because I want well, Andy to get more sales. The the key is well, and and to be let's let's be real. I wanted to support Andy because I love what he's doing. Like sure. I don't have a miter fold blade. That would be really shocking to me. Like, why would I buy a miter fold blade? <laughs> I don't even have a table saw. I'm going to hook it up to yeah. like a treadle saw or something, you know, but that miter oh, fold blade. Please do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to get some views. Um, that's going to get hate mail is what it is. But like that miter fold blade, that's a cool idea. Right. And I have like professional contractors, cabinet makers that use that. Um, uh, his his it's pencil great. his pencil thing just cool. I bought one of those too, like his little pencil <laughs> jig. That was just cool. Yeah, um, that is so a lot of fun too. He's just one of those guys that you want to support. So it was Kickstarter. I went for it. Like, and, and I remember at the time, like I had a a weekly vi- I do a, a weekly video in the hand tool school, just kind of a little tip and some community highlights. And at the time, I was like people are probably going to be shocked. People are going to be like, why do you do this? Cause like, you know, I'm standing in my shop now and I have, let's see, one, two, three vices on my workbench <laughs> and a planing stop, you know, and, and like bench dogs and, and wonder pups, whatever those Veritas things are called. So I'm now going yeah. to install another vice on the bench. <laughs> it's a little like ridiculous, <laughs> but, but, but here's the thing I've been, to, in order to offset the whole steampunk, geeky, gadgetiness of this vice, um, I will be using it primarily for resawing with my 48-inch frame saw because <laughs> that twin screw vice holds so well for resawing. Like, look at old pictures. Like, look at Rubo pictures of guys hand-sawing veneer, and they use a twin screw vice very much like what this is. Um, and sure. I traditionally don't like twin screw vices because they, they just, they haven't quite figured it out. Like there always seems to be racking problems or there's, there's too much off balance weight. And I feel like some of the other vices have figured out over time, but they end up with kind of anemic jaws and they're just not the same as, as an independent operating twin screw vice. Um, this has that same power, but it's interlinked with the cool gearing and all that stuff. And it's going to be like the perfect thing for resawing, 20 inch, 18 inch wide boards on the backside of my bench. So it actually fills a void in my shop using the old fashioned, if I can make people mad by saying that word, old fashioned resawing technique. So yeah, makes sense. <laughs> it's the best tool for the cool, job. man. Yeah, no, that's good. So I'm, I'm Super excited. excited and you know, just this, the, I mean, the, the, you could do, not that I will ever do an unboxing video because I object to them on principle. But the unboxing <laughs> itself is pretty amazing. Like Andy has French fit everything in closed cell foam. And yeah, it's just incredible. It's everything is top notch on this. Well, that little, is actually a little jealous. You should I just be. need a, I need like a second bench, like a bigger shop or somewhere I could put it. I, mean, I, I want one. I don't need one. 
Yeah. I well, I mean, there was that as well. At the time I was like, I really need another vice. Like I need a hole in the head. And the more I started thinking about it, I was like, well, you know, well, my, I leg do vice, hold my, head. my leg vice works well for resawing. And if I have a really wide board, I have a sliding leg vice that I can pull up and do support on the other side, but it's down at the end of my bench. And with my shop being as small as it is and using a 48 inch saw, I'm kind of backed up against the wall. So if I can position mm-hmm. the vice midway uh, on the bench, Instead of down to the end, I actually have more elbow room and I can get the full stroke of the saw instead of, you know, backed up in the corner. And with that big saw, the minute your your body becomes cramped up, the, everything falls apart because it's such a coarse pitch saw. You can't really use your yeah. arms to push it. You have to kind of use your whole body. So it, yeah, the stars aligned. It's, it's a cool vice. <laughs> I'm supporting cool, a, That's a, awesome. an original thinker and it's actually going to work really well for my own workflow. So I'm excited. Yeah. And, you know, instead of me going and buying the retrofit, whatchamacallit, crisscross thing on my leg vice, because I'm, right. I'm getting tired of bending over and moving that peg. It's been, what, nine years now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that does get old. It gets old pretty quick. I remember the time thinking, it's only just bending over and moving the peg. But nine years later, it's a little <laughs> annoying. <laughs> a few a few thousand bends and suddenly it's like, oh, my back. Yeah, well, what you do is you find yourself going... I don't need to move the peg. And you're like, you deal with substandard work holding <laughs> because right. the, the angle of the leg vice is not quite right. And you're like, not you know, the pieces, the pieces moving around on you as you're trying to plane it. And you're like, you know, I know how to yeah. fix this, but I don't want to be bending over. Yeah. It's, the stupid it's all the stuff. way down there. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, totally. Okay. Are okay. you, are you finished? You got something about pencils there too. Is that Andy's No, that was just you? it. Like in addition to that, I've been playing with, cause like all the Kickstarter stuff came within a couple of weeks. So I had like mm-hmm. the, the vice I was unpacking and then like the pencil kits and those are just awesome. So yeah, I have some, That's teak, like fun. I have teak pencils in my shop now. <laughs> I just have oh, cherry. I'm boring. Yeah. Uh, I, I just have uh mechanical pencils. That's all. Have you tried that Mark? The pencil thing? What? Uh, the, the pencil jig that he has? Yeah. Uh, uh-uh, I haven't. It's fun. Like, it is fun. Yeah. I don't know. For me, like, I was going to the shop and grab a handful and just shave a board for no reason. Just yeah. to, like, do just something. something. Fun to do. Yeah. But, like, this is the same thing. You can shave a little pencil blank and have a pencil at the end. I have to uh, talk to Andy about that. He's local, you know. I've heard yeah, that. I'm surprised he didn't bring it over for you to, like, play with or something. I'll tell him we'll come on Friday live. He'll come over. There you go. We'll sell a few more. Cool. That's awesome. Um, that's really good stuff. Now we have a segment that we do once in a while. You guys might remember this from past shows about sucky stuff. I'm going to play that segment now. The internet a big, big blade. Some stuff is good. Some stuff is great. Some things really suck. And that's the stuff we hate. Stay away from that sucky stuff. Let's keep the internet great. Oh, yeah. Never never interrupt the sucky stuff guy. Come on. What are you doing? That guy's got a a voice of gold. All right. So I'm going to make this quick. We don't need to dwell on this because we kind of already talked about it a little bit with the steam bending situation. Um, I got to see the other side of things. Most of the time (laughs) teaching, uh, being in a position to explain things all the time. 
Um, I post things and it's typically to help other people learn and just share my own experiences. Uh, well, part of that is, you know, once in a while, it's nice to be the novice in something and learn something for the first time. So as I was going through this process and intentionally starting at the beginning, cause I want to fail and I want to learn what those failures mean in the world of steam bending, I very quickly found out how annoying the internet can be when you say you don't know how to do something. And it was like uh, the the responses I got from a, a great number of people were almost like I had just started woodworking. Um, things were, I, the only way, it, it's not the correct term because it's usually something you talk about with women when someone mansplains something to you. <laughs> but it, that's that's how it felt. It was like they just assumed because I didn't know anything about steam bending that I've never heard of bent lamination, that I had no idea you're supposed <laughs> to use air dried and not kiln dried. Um, it was a very interesting experience. And on top of that, so much, especially now that I have a little bit of experience and learned on my own and also did more research, uh, how many of these people are out there throwing things out as they are 100% research and like fact-based information and they are absolutely not correct. <laughs> like they are just, there's no way around it. They are, this tells me they have never actually done it but they've been told by a friend of a friend that this is a truth. So I, I got to give the audience credit because there, uh, I think a lot of people who listen are probably, you know, almost always on the other side, the receiving end of people like us who tend to just throw as much info out there as, as we can. Um, but they have to, to like figure this stuff out. Who's telling the truth? Who has more experience? Who do I trust? Who do I kind of just dismiss? Cause that doesn't make any sense. That's a <laughs> difficult thing to do. There's so much information out there. So that's, I don't know. This was eye-opening for me. That's why I don't really like listen to a lot of the stuff I hear and read on the internet. And I figured yeah. it out myself because this you're going to get conflicting opinions from everybody anyway. Yeah. And I don't know, the advice is never super like concrete or good. And I always find that, you know what? Just because you say that's the way it's supposed to be doesn't mean that's always the way it has to be either. Yeah. Or doesn't mean mm -hmm. it's not going to work for me this way. So... I so just, many people, they're so convincing. I just got to get up there and do it, figure it out myself because I, yeah. I just can't listen to people anymore. It's so well, hard. And it, in the end, and here, here's what I concluded with this. I had a book. Um, I think it's a Lon Schleining book. Um, steam Wood Bending Made Easy or something. So they do cover steam bending in that. And um, with my own experience and what I read in that book, um, there, there were a few people who were just blatantly wrong. But what I found was the book was the most accurate in terms of what I could expect and the results that I got. So it's like, again, I don't, not to throw the internet under the bus. Obviously, we love the internet and, and what it can do for us. But there's also this, uh, this risk of bad information being um, <laughs> spread and there's no way to verify for sure. But the book, the book was, was perfect in terms of my expectations for what should happen with this process. So that was interesting. Yeah, it's very similar to I would say welding, because everyone has everyone thinks they're a welding expert. Yeah, and there's like different standards and criteria for welding that are like it spans a whole range of like just people doing stuff in the backyard to like actual like <laughs> certified structural stuff where like things yeah. actually matter 100. percent There's a whole range of things, and there's like all these little things that people were told along the way that they think are absolutely true, which may or may not be true. So I know exactly. I get it on like the welding side of things because when I'm doing like things with my trailer, with the trailer bill, I get all kinds of stuff with like welding suggestions and things I'm doing wrong where I'm like, 
yeah, no, it's mm-hmm. not really true at all. And you can really can, you can pick up and be like, okay, I know I know where you're coming from, which may not be the same position that I'm in right now, and I know where you're coming from, which is actually wrong completely and <laughs> ridiculous. So there's that. But yes, but, I get it. I well, guess and, what I'm trying to say is I get it. I, I feel you. you. You got me. You feel me. I feel you. This is also the reason why I I have sworn off showing, talking about, even hinting at electrical work and general <laughs> general home construction tasks. Those two things worse too. I do not want to hear your thoughts on. <laughs> Just in general. Uh, that is messy, messy stuff. And I think too with those things, you start to broaden like your your field of what people have done themselves. Right. And because yep. they've done it themselves, now they're an expert too. And <laughs> they think that you're not and you're Absolutely. dumb. You don't, you're doing because yeah. I've done it and you haven't. <laughs> right. I've done it more times than you. Exactly. Oh, okay. Did it wrong all these times, but what, what I think yeah. is truly, we'll just call it ironic. <clears throat> and I may get the episode wrong. I just quickly did a Google search, but I would recommend this is what episode 460. Go back to yeah. episode 98. Asa's oh apology to her. Oh, jeez. <laughs> when we talk about vetting woodworking Classic. information on the internet and how yeah. books and magazines have to be vetted, their sources have to uh-huh. be vetted. And we came down pretty hard. Um, actually, I think episode 98, Ace's apology tour was when he came on the show to explain after we told him that he was bullet or something like that. I don't know, but yeah, I find it very interesting. It. And Ace, if you're listening, call in and laugh at us, <laughs> please. <laughs> yeah. I mean, can, can we safely say that we've reversed our perspective? I don't want to, Shannon, you haven't said much. I don't want to speak for you on this, but no. I definitely feel that a vetted resource with the flood of information that's out there now, it's a very different situation than it was back then, um, that a little bit of vetting goes a long way. Yeah, no doubt. No, I mean, I, I've, I've experienced it to some extent with woodworking um, when I started jumping into marquetry, but fortunately marquetry, at least marquetry by hand, actually, no, just marquetry in general is so niche. Like yeah. Patrick Edwards, Paul Church, to some extent, David Marks, you know, that's it. You know, and there's people who are, for lack of a better term, disciples of those schools. Well, on um, what's his name? Right. Silas Kopf. That's it. Those are the guys, you know, but and you're right. It's a small group. So, but I've run into that to some extent, but like if I ever have web development questions, oh my God, you know, tread carefully or, you know, I've been getting into triathlon. I'm doing some triathlons this year. So much misinformation, you know, cause oh, yeah. I, I come at it from a slightly educated background, having raced in cycling for so many years. So at least one of the sports I'm somewhat familiar with and I'll have people just outright, just throwing down information that I know to be wrong because like I had Olympic coaches telling me this, that was exactly opposite of what Joe Schmo on the internet says. So yeah, it's, it's infuriating. But just anything health and fitness, don't even, don't even look not worth searching for. Yeah, no doubt. (laughs) No doubt. All right. Well, you know what? I want to talk a little bit about our, our sponsor, Rockler. Um, I was super excited about this, the, to have this partnership with them because I, I've got a long history with Rockler. Back to the, the time where I first started woodworking, we're in Southern California and there was a outlet store um, or a big like collection of outlets in a big mall that Nicole loved to go to. And the other thing that was near that outlet store was a Rockler. So we would, we would drive up there and, um, she would spend, it, it didn't matter how many hours. That was the one time I wouldn't be like, Oh, I don't want to go shopping. Cause I would just walk around Rockler. It was before I knew anything about anything. So every aisle was just like 
this sea of learning opportunity. And I would just drool at all the, the cool things they had available. Um, so I've got a lot of fond memories of, of Rockler, just, uh, you know, something that I grew uh, in, in terms of my woodworking. Um, I kind of grew up with Rockler as part of that. So super stoked to have them on board. Um, they are celebrating 65 years this year. I mentioned that sale earlier. So you're going to want to check them out. They are a family owned business. Um, 37 retail stores nationwide, including one in Denver and one in Twin Cities. There's Shannon, three of them here. Are there three of them there? <laughs> well, that's where their their home base is in that area, right? Yes. Yeah, they're here too. So they're yeah, okay. headquarters is here and then three stores. That's kind of amazing. Um, Shannon, you have a Rockler nearby? Nope. <laughs> nope. I think they have I a, a work, we'll I think they have an authorized yeah. distributor somewhere in like West Virginia or something. But yeah, the nearest, well, I'm sure there's one, I think there might be one in Massachusetts somewhere, but the only Rockler store I've ever been to is in Portland, Maine. I think that's the nearest okay. one to me. <laughs> but I have been a longtime online shopper of Rockler. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah, your version of Wandering the Isles was me like drooling over the shiny pages of the catalog. You know, we're talking yeah. pre, pre-internet pre catalog. Maybe not pre-internet, but you get the idea. Right, right, right. Okay. The, well, one of the things I really like about the stuff that they do, they come out with their own, like their own branded line of products. And... um the the ones that I use the most, or at least that I'm the most excited about, if you guys have something you, you use recently, feel free to speak up. Um, but they're clamp racks. I know as, as silly as that sounds, they have just purpose-built metal clamp racks. They're very low profile, just whether you want like a parallel clamp or a pipe clamp. Um, but yeah, I could build something, but these metal ones are low profile. They're very small and they're incredibly strong because they're made from metal. And it allows me to get these clamps right up on the wall and I've got them all over the back side wall of uh, my, my whole little clamping corner in my shop. Um, and, uh, and some of them, I think they came out with fairly recently, uh, different variations and things like that. But they are awesome. So if you have a chance to go check that out, definitely look at their clamp racks. If you just want to get organized, get those clamps up off the floor. Um, that product is absolutely one of my favorites. Um, do you guys have anything in mind? Well, I'll, I'll just, I have several, but I'll just keep with one and keep in the theme. My Rockler yeah. clamps those blue F clamps. I've been using those things like eight or nine years, maybe. Um, Mm -hmm. I've got, you know, I don't know, 12, 12 inches, maybe eight or nine of the 24 incher type things. I mean, they're just a basic F clamp, but you know, the big heavy rubber, um, twisty, but twisty bit handle, whatever we call that part, (laughs) the twisty bit, twisty bits are fine. Yeah. No, I love them. Use them all the time. I mean, I've got, I've got fancy parallel clamps, you know, jet and Bessie ones, but just the F clamp. I love those things. They're fantastic and cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Inexpensive. Inexpensive. Sorry, Rockler. Inexpensive. Inexpensive (laughs) is the proper word. Uh, I think they were on sale one time and I stocked up. I've got like 12 of the blue, the smallest blue ones. They're pretty fantastic. Yeah. They're awesome. Very, very nice. All right. So you're going to hear a lot more about Rockler as we go on. We're going to try to get topics that make you know sense and tie in with some Rockler things. Um, but it's a brand you you know and trust, and they've been around for a long time. And clearly, they support what we do. And uh, that's a, that's the kind of company that you want to go out and support yourself if, uh, if you're so inclined. And we appreciate that. So thanks, uh, Rockler. We really appreciate it. And we're going to get into our main topic for the day. It's uh, kind of like a New Year's episode, I guess. It's our first episode for uh, 2020. <laughs> So I guess we'll go with that. Um, are either of you resolutions people? You set resolutions? Nah, uh, not no, not really. Maybe, maybe not. 
Yeah, we're, we're not real big on resolutions here. We, we do set goals. It's yeah. yeah. I'll do I'll do goals. Yeah, I think it's like set an, a realistic goal and reach that goal, and next year set some more. Uh, but yeah, I don't really do resolutions either. Um, but goals definitely is a big thing for me this year. Trying some new things that was that was my big goal. Um, steam bending is already under my belt now. In January, I could say I actually tried something new. And the other big thing, and this is going to be maybe an episode for the future. I think I might set up an argument with myself. Uh, if you've listened to the show for a long time, <laughs> you may recall when Vanderlist got a saw stop. I thought it would be hilarious to have him debate his past self about <laughs> the merits of saw stop. And it actually was pretty, pretty I darn funny. Remember that. that was good. Yeah. So I'm wondering if, if I had said maybe anything negative about CNC in the past or that I, I can't see myself ever owning one. Um, I want to have an argument with myself about CNC uh, because I do now have a CNC in the shop. We're actually just putting it together now, but I, I thought that would be pretty hilarious. Uh, but that is also on my goal of, of new things to try to, to learn more about and understand more about. And uh, so steam bending and CNC so far. So that's it for me. That's pretty cool. I like it. Yeah. Um, well, you guys know I've been, just call it researching, <laughs> practicing with marquetry for a while since I got my Chevrolet. It's just been one of those things that, you know, I, I haven't really Instagrammed. I haven't done any of that stuff because it, it's, well, a lot of it sucked. Let's <laughs> just be honest. Um, <laughs> a lot of it was really bad. I had a couple of false starts and, you know, I just, I kind of, this was something I wanted to do for me. Um, well, I've been playing around with Bool uh, style marquetry for, gosh, almost a year now. Um, and I've started doing the piece by piece technique in the last three months or so. So the goal for this year is to actually apply it and actually integrate marquetry into a furniture piece and not like, <clears throat> well, sorry, Mark, I'm not throwing you under the bus, but there was like a table you made where you put like a leaf down on the end on the top. Mm -hmm. You know, that yeah. was cool, but nothing that small. Like I'm thinking not to the Silas cough level of things, but like maybe Paul Church, where he like does the full front of a chest of drawers or something sure. like that, where like an entire panel is marquetry. Um, instead of just using it as a little accent, I want the marquetry to be a focal point of the piece of furniture. So like yeah. I, I finished a, a, a lingerie chest of drawers recently and the entire front was all veneer. Doing something like that, but instead of just putting veneer over the drawer fronts, like doing an actual you know, cherry blossom thing that runs all the way down the front. That's, that's definitely a goal for this year. Um, I think, I think I'm ready. I will probably screw it up royally, but you know, that's fine. It's worth a shot. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, man. That sounds yeah. good. I got nothing. <laughs> I did put in the notes. My, my interpretation like of what, what your goal should be to be more like Mark this year. And it's just my opinion, but I could be wrong. I've got, uh, I guess are we talking like woodworking goals? Is that the the theme? Here I mean, or? I mean, preferably considering yeah. this is a woodworking show. I mean, I, I can talk like, about other goals if you want. <laughs> yeah, we we have fitness goals. Yeah, barbecue goals. I want to talk about that. It sounds good. Let's talk about. I want a barbecue goal. goal. My goal is to <laughs> eat Mark's barbecue. That's what. There you go. You get better at barbecue, and I'll eat it. Okay, that sounds good. I like that idea. I don't know. I don't really have any like. I guess concrete like woodworking goals. I think I want to. I definitely don't have any ambition. Or, <laughs> that's that's for sure. No goals. You know no that. Drive. 
I have no will to live. <laughs> I'm just kind of floating on by, you know, waiting for yeah. retirement. Yeah, you know. Yeah. It must see, be nice to be mad. Life see, just happens. Mark, Mark, that's the difference up, between two back. kids and three kids, I think. That all ambition, <laughs> all initiative, it all just oh. dies. It's, it's also the, the age of the kids. In about five years, Matt will be alive again. It's true. <laughs> you the know kids what? gain a little bit of independence. There is some, there is some truth behind this, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this is surviving another day is is enough for me yeah uh, no but it's like a sort of woodworking related goal is um something i've been working on the last probably like the last year is actually working less i know mm. that, that sounds kind of weird but um so about a year a little over a year ago i started working with an editor and that helped me free up a lot of time um and instead of working more i worked less which right. from like a it really helped me from like like it's more like a relationship like with my wife yeah. more because what I used to do is like we used to put the kids to bed then I would just go back to work again but mm-hmm. now we do this cool thing where we uh, we hang out on the couch we watch some random show on Hulu Netflix or Amazon Prime and we drink uh, some wine or something sure and that's like it's amazing I'm like this is nice it's it, it is amazing what happens when you put a little effort in put a little effort into like working less yeah so now that so you took the um uh the addition of of an editor someone who's doing more work you didn't necessarily say oh great now i can do even that much more it's well now i can enjoy the fact that someone is helping me and lightening up my schedule a little bit yeah it's been uh it's been nice it's just mentally too i respect that that's great it was uh well when it was like what two years ago i'm like when i was doing the high boy and then that flowed into like the waterfall table thing yeah, that was easily the most trying and ridiculously hard time of my life, and mm-hmm. like from a, like a personal family standpoint, things were really tough at home. So I'm like, okay, I got to get away from this and find a loyal something that's a little more healthy. Yeah. So I'm gonna continue with the uh, enjoying my family time and just not working nearly as much. And it's so hard might- for us too because like we're online all the time. Like I'm sitting on the couch even now. I'm like I'm on Instagram answering messages or something. Mm-hmm. So that's, it's hard to get away from that too, but I'm, I'm making an effort. You bring up a very good point. And I think a lot of this comes down to put the phone away. Like don't, if, if I do the same thing, like if the phone is near me, I might scroll through, but if your phone is there, you cannot be like 100% in the moment of whatever else it is that you're doing. So the phone has to be put away. I mean, otherwise it's just, uh, you're kind of half-assing it there. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, cool. I'm working on it. I'm not, I'm not that great at it yet, but. You're getting there. Getting there. That's good. Good, man. I'm proud of you. That's awesome. And and I guess that conversation we had about uh, your guild projects, I mean, Matt was still under the impression that he needs to do like 14 versions of everything he builds. <laughs> was also in the true. guild. Yes. Because, yes. And I was like, dude, what are you doing, man? Like, no. He goes, well, um, what about this? No, don't do it. No. Killing myself over here. And- <laughs> yeah. Build, build an outdoor bench. That's it. Just build a bench. <laughs> one bench. Just do one <laughs> bench, man. All you do is build one bench. Yeah. This doesn't it. have to be you don't like have to build four benches. Just build one. Yeah. It's not a, a coffee table book, you know, <laughs> with a thousand outdoor benches in it. Like one bench, one project, get it done. Yeah, I think there was that, that challenge back during the, um, the high boy, you know, Matt officially became the longest guild project, guild project with the most <laughs> chapters. And it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. now you got to beat it. No, no, no. That's, the reason I barred that's that not a record you want to try and beat. <laughs> nope. I'll say that now to everybody. Yeah. Don't do it. 
All right, let's move on to the next section. We got uh, voicemails and emails. Of course, this is still, you know, we've done that for years, but we want to hear from you guys. Uh, you can go to our Wood Talk Show website, woodtalkshow.com slash questions. You could leave a question there using our contact form. And of course, you could send your voicemails into woodtalkshow at gmail.com. And we are looking forward to hearing all of those. We do have one quick question here. Uh, we got this from uh, Org My Shop on Patreon. And he says, what is your favorite new hand tool since the last show? Had to give this some thought. Like the last show or like the, the actual last show? Uh, let's let's extend the, the period a little bit so we have a little room to, to work. Because the, the last recording wasn't actually that long ago. So like in the last year, do you have a, a new favorite hand tool? I'm going to go with my Lee Valley PMV11 hand yeah, planes. I got to think about like what I bought in the last year. <laughs> yeah, I actually I got a um, new tool in the last year. <laughs> I did something of, I guess, a lateral move. I just for the heck of it, just because I want to have some experience with these things so I could talk about them, um, moved from a couple of Lee Nielsen bench planes over to Lee Valley, all oh, with PMV11. Right, yeah. uh, so I'm, I'm, I like them. I mean, <laughs> you, you can't go wrong with either one of those brands, but I do. Uh, I am enjoying my time with that PMV11 steel. So that that's those are my new favorites for the moment. That's good. I like that. Um, I would say the, uh, carving gouges. I got two of them from Hans Carlson over in Finland, Finland, Norway. I don't know. Somewhere in Scandinavia. Um, sounds good. Back in fine woodworking live, I watched the bowl carving demonstration and he was using these really, really cool gouges. And and like everybody in the class was like, where'd you get those gouges? And I was like, oh, I got them from Hans Carlson. And like nobody had ever heard of them. And they're like the ultimate in boutique toolmaker. Like, <laughs> you know, you follow them on Instagram. And if they put up on Instagram, hey, we now have tools available, drop everything, go to the site and buy them. <laughs> like run to somewhere with a browser and buy them because they sell out in like two minutes. Um, because wow. they do these just limited, you know, and they'll make like a hundred gouges, but it's not like they have running stock. They'll make gouges one month and then they'll make axes the next month and they'll make ads is the month after that. So they're, you know, you go to their website and they have beautiful stuff and it's all out of stock. Like everything's out of stock. It's the most infuriating, frustrating thing ever in this modern Amazon prime world. <clears throat> but I got lucky enough to get two gouges. And honestly, they weren't even that expensive. Like you, you'd expect somebody where supply and demand is so off like that to be like a thousand bucks a gouge. They probably could get away with it. But uh, also the exchange rate was helpful because I bought them in. So, so they would gouge their customers. Yeah. See? Uh-huh. <laughs> but they're just, they're awesome. First of all, they're, they're very blacksmith looking. They've got that wrought black look on the back, but then they've got these yeah. huge beefy handles that are designed to be pushed with the the heel of your hand. Very, very cool. They're just, they're very nice. And every time I pull them out and use them, I get, I've done it a couple of times on Instagram and I get, everybody wants to know. And then when I tell them, they all get very mad at me because they can't immediately <laughs> go and buy them. I have to yeah, tell yeah. them, sorry. <laughs> like it's, it's trying to buy, you know, it'd be like trying to buy Beatles tickets. <laughs> really, really, that really be- hard. That'd be really difficult, right? Yeah, now. wouldn't it? Say, like, <laughs> you have to buy a Ouija board first. I know I'm out of touch with the references, but I'm pretty sure... Pretty sure I know that. who the Beatles are. <laughs> yeah, that was the internal monologue there was come up with a recent artist and don't sound like an idiot when you come up with somebody that's not cool. 
And all I could think of at the time was the Beatles. So I was like, Coldplay ran through my head and I was like, is Coldplay that popular anymore? And it's like trying to get Nickelback tickets. Oh, I didn't go there. I didn't go there. But yes, just so you know, there was that moment of panic where I was like, oh crap. It's yeah. like trying to rehydrate toast. Yeah, it's, it is. <laughs> See, Your that really should be the show title. Point, man. Yeah, dehydrated toast. It's a good one. I like that. Uh, all right, Matt, uh, do you have anything or anything come to mind this will, year that's been? I, I'm going to say I got a, oh, what the heck? It's like, it's a string of words. Um, skew rabbit block plane. Is that? Sure. Right? That sounds right. Yeah. I got it from Ben Crow at Crimson Guitars. He gave okay. it to me because uh, he dented the back of my guitar. I don't know, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I'm supposed to talk about that or not, but okay. Uh, it was really oh you know what to talk about it. It's been about a year. It's time to talk about it. We can we can bring it to, to light. We were installing okay. the um <laughs> the wounds of humanity. We can talk about it now. Oh, I didn't care at all, but he was like really, really upset with himself. Because the whole thing's like I work on all of these fancy things all the time. Things basically, without insulting me, guitars which are far more valuable than the one you just made. Yeah, obviously. And I've never, uh, you know, struck in the back of it with a hammer by accident by a missed oh, blow. Um, anyway, he felt bad and gave me uh, this block plane thing. It's got a skew blade and the side comes off so you can wrap it with it. I yeah. don't know the, uh, the the Stanley number and I know Shan doesn't do numbers, so I couldn't tell you what it is exactly, but it's pretty sure. sweet. It's got a skew angled blade thing in there and it's got a nice skew cut. You know, so 62? No, that can't be right. Is it? No. I don't know. It just sounds right. Isn't that to a low angle jack? I don't no, know. No, that's a, isn't that the low angle smoother? The 62? <laughs> I've gone on record in the past of not knowing the 62. We're so bad at this. Clearly, we have no idea what we're talking yeah, about. That's, that's the low angle jack. I don't know why I was thinking that. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's, People can write cool. in and correct me. I've I've been very upfront with the fact that I can never remember yeah. these numbers. I'm a terrible it's okay for person. Me, it's okay for me to be wrong about that, but uh, <laughs> I just never cared. <laughs> yeah. No, it's okay. It's fine. It's got that skewed blade, so it like slices through uh, wood really nicely. That's pretty cool. So wait a minute. If you, what if you tell him that you have like a cracked fretboard or something? What tool will you get for that? Uh, I, don't I know. think you should milk this for as, as much as you can. I think I I think I got my one thing. It's <laughs> depends. Was it an like, ebony fretboard? Because if it's an ebony fretboard, like solid black straight. ebony, that's worth no, it. Mine, mine was zero cote. Yeah. See, nah. Okay. <laughs> nah. That grows, that grows on trees. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, I think that just about does it for us today. We should probably we should probably go. It's about that time. <laughs> We've been cut off, Matt. Yeah, I think I'm cutting you guys off. There is a little button here that says kick. I can kick either of you out of this recording if I wanted to. Oh, perfect. I can go to bed. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I, I do want to remind everybody again that uh, the show is brought to you by our good friends at Rockler. Family owned since 1954, Rockler is your go-to source for high quality, innovative woodworking tools, finishing supplies, hardware, lumber, and expert advice. Whether you're building a simple bookshelf, a custom desk, or new kitchen cabinets, Rockler has everything you need to make your next project a success. Visit rockler.com and use the code WOODTALK, that's all one word, WOODTALK, to receive free shipping on most orders over $39. Dude, we have a, a coupon code? We do now. Yeah. Dude, it's so awesome. Go ahead and use that, yo. So I'm going to use you. that. You should. I actually we, tested it out We can use our own today. coupon codes, right? That's allowed. Um, I don't see anything wrong with that. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> we also sometimes listen to our show and it's for the listeners. So. That's true. I do listen to a lot just to get yeah. a laugh. Uh, all right. So Shannon, give them that contact info and we'll get out of here. Sweet, sweet contact info. If you want your bench cookies from Rockler, do they still make bench cookies? <laughs> yes, they do. Oh, yeah. I remember they were given away for free at Woodworking in America like 2010. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You're old. You're old. It was 10 years days. ago. <laughs> old oh man God. Rogers. I remember when they first came out. With <laughs> I got me first set of end cookies. I we tried actually, 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 I was with Vanderlist at the time, and he did try to take yeah. a bite out of it. I do remember that. So. <laughs> I believe it. Anyway. Someone told him it tasted like tacos. Yeah. Well, that's all it takes. Send in your questions, please. We need them at woodtalkshow.com because I think we deleted the old form, so we have no questions. So yep. send in those questions or hit us up on Instagram. We're at Wood Talk Show. Or you can send us a voicemail using your phone as compared to sending a voicemail using your pen and paper using your voice memo app on your phone. I think that's what was meant by that. Uh-huh. Yes. Send those to woodtalkshow at gmail.com, please. And thank you. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for listening. I'm glad to have you guys back with us or however this is working but we're back it's not working and, and i hope you guys enjoy it. yeah maybe we should just call it off <laughs> that's it we quit again <laughs> sorry rockler you didn't send oh, us no. milk with our bench cookies so that's right it was out. a good try all right well thank you for listening everybody and we will catch you next time see ya bye bye